it's relatable nerds um, with Ilsa and Kyra, but it's only Kyra this time. Unfortunately, so stoked because I'm at C2E2 and I am hanging out with the legendary comic book creator, artist, just amazing human, Caden Phoenix. Hi, Caden. How are you feeling today? I am so, so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm happy to be in Chicago. So thank you very much for having yes. me. And just, I'm so excited to have you here on Relatable, which is also a very Latina forward podcast. We believe in representation in all aspects of the nerdy world, movies, TV shows, comic books, everything. We grew up not really seeing a lot of that. And that is something that we both have in common and I can't wait to get into these topics with you. But first, I, I just wanna know a little bit about you, Caden, so our yeah. listeners can hear what your story is. Uh, so, so where did you grow up? I was born and raised in East LA. I'm actually third generation Chicana. That's amazing. How um, how was it growing up there? Really amazing. That's all I know, so I can't really compare it to other things. But yeah. like, it's just it's my community. So it's way up there. We're all Mexicans and we're all Chicanas, and so it's just very much yeah, big community. Yeah, big family. yeah. You guys like vibe and stuff, and I feel like that yeah. that goes with LA, Chicago, New York. There's these little boroughs everywhere, little cities where it's just Chicago is. Um, everybody always says it's so segregated, and I completely agree. And I don't want to get into that because I can get really ugly. The <laughs> part of that is that you do get these communities yeah. that stick together, and like so, like how how was it growing up for you? Like as a child in LA, did your community have a huge effect on your art influence or becoming a creator? Uh, I believe so. I was I grew up really really sheltered, so I don't know the opposite of that per se. But in that regard, it was really nice because I just had my family around me at all times, right? right. And so it was always like school or here's sports or just activity. Yeah. Um, but like going to the grocery market or going and getting gas or whatever, like you turn around. You know, a complete stranger makes a joke, and then you're like, ha ha ha, and then you continue on with your day, and that's how it was my whole childhood. Did you so? Did you have like a supportive like um, family household like growing up around you when you were becoming a creator, or you were interested in art, or was it kind of like? My mom is more creative than I am. She's like the extreme. Like she, she wants to like so she can throw. She can make me a dress. She used to make my costumes. I was like a Minnie Mouse when I was like five. Oh but my she god! Sewed I sewed it, it all together. Yeah. So she's way more arts and crafty than I am in a very amazing way. Yeah. Also musical. Like I play piano. She plays piano and guitar. Like she wow. wants me on everything, which is great. Yeah, um, but that's good balance. Yeah, yeah. but I, never, I was never. I didn't necessarily grow up as an artist. I grew up very academic and very athletic at the okay. same time. Okay. Okay. It was until after college that I started like expanding and being yeah. like, here's my writing and here's this and here's that. What um what sports did you play? I just have to uh, ask. So when I was in five soccer, of course, and then right. six through ten, <laughs> of course. Always soccer. My parents they, they gave up on me very early <laughs> with that. They're like, okay, you're not a runner. I was a little kind of a chunker when I was younger, and I was like, okay, whatever, let's go play basketball. But. Oh, okay. So I did basketball in high school, but I'm. Um, my main one was swim, actually. So from six oh, to wow. like ten, and then all four years varsity in high school. Oh my god! Hell yeah, varsity athletes, yeah. right? Um, gotta love it. Do you have any like instances as a child or in your adolescence where you remember being inspired by art, inspired by your culture, or it's like one thing that you would remember that stuck with you from your childhood now that still inspires you? My family, but again, I, yeah. I grew up very sheltered, so like that's all I have is my family that yeah. I remember. Um, but, you know, like, we're just walking in the mall, my mom, my grandma, and, like, and they just speak Spanish. And, like, everyone else just stares at us, right? And it's yeah. one of those, just, like, they literally don't care. You don't right. know, like, shouldn't be listening in the first place. Yeah, yeah, mind, right. your, mind your business. Um, <laughs> so that's always I was like, I am Chicana, and that's it. Like, it's not, I'm not American, I'm not Mexican. I was like, I am literally both. This is who I am. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like even when you're when you're speaking Spanish, I don't speak fluently. Um, my dad was also learning 
English. Well, I was learning English as a kid, so his first language was Spanish, and uh, we were kind of practicing together. So everyone's like, oh my God, how do you not know Spanish? And I'm like, okay, like me and my dad were doing my like phonics homework in second Aww. grade together. Like it was, it was a bonding experience, but I'm like, okay, I understand because when, you, when you're in America, like the only way you think you can get forward in life is if you're, you know, you have that English vocabulary yeah. down. As, a, as a, a child, were you ever like a nerd? Were you, I know you said you were a little sheltered. Did you like grasp onto any books or TV shows or movies? Anything? That's all I grew up with. I don't, I don't know if I call myself a nerd per se, but I did yeah. grow up with only uh, features, lots and lots of features, very classics. My grandparents loved watching all movies, so lots of musicals, lots yeah. of westerns as well on my grandparents' side. Do you have like a favorite? Um, Phantom of the Opera is my favorite opera. Oh, nice. Okay. In regards to musical, probably anything Julie Andrews, because yeah. my grandma loves oh. Julie Andrews. So, like, oh, Sound of Music. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know my grandma, Poppins, too. Anything. I know oh. all those songs, and so... Mary Poppins, too. I don't know what it is, right? The Sound of Music, I literally have vivid memories. My parents would ship me off to Florida, like, once a month yeah. in July. And they were, I'm like, I wonder what they did for 31 days. Whatever. Had a blast. But they would ship me and my cousin off, and, like, that's what I would wake up to. You know, Bariqua grandmothers, mothers, anyway, they, they just wake up cleaning, and there's always a mess, <laughs> yes. and the sound of mute, like, literally, yeah. I can hear my grandma singing that in So, like, uh, in, in growing up in your educational aspect, did you have a lot of the same people around you, or did you feel like an outcast, or were you, like, in a neighborhood that it was, like, the same Chicano uh, vibe, or? Well, I'm from Boyle Heights, so we're very, very Chicano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only. Okay. Uh, but I did go to Loyola Marymount University, and so that was over, that's also in Los Angeles on a okay. full ride. I yeah. So my, oh my, my grades were great. I was, you know, honors, AP, all that. I did good. So. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, full red academic, I majored yeah. business administration, emphasis in marketing. That's so amazing. So still just everything was just business. And not, you know, very academic, but not on the creative side, which is right. why I think I just branched out afterwards. So I want to get into um, you and just everything you do, which I just, I don't even know where to begin because there's just so many amazing things. But I, I really want to talk about the Chicana Directors okay. Initiative and yes. how that like went down and what's the story behind that. Okay, so it's Chicana Directors Initiative, or CDI for short, is for Latina, not just Chicana, but Latina yeah. directors and DPs uh, for the entertainment industry. Yeah. And we're right now based in LA only, and we have a little charter in New York as well. Oh, hell yeah. And it's really just, it's literally just that. It's just to show that we exist. Yeah. Uh, I started in 2019 because there was a diversity report. USC Annenberg gave a diversity report uh, in, the, in the director's chair, is what it was called. It was 40 pages long, and like they only used the word Latina one time in one of the graphs. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, and like our number was one. <laughs> it wasn't graph. even zero. But like, yeah. You know, it's just, they didn't even care to give us, like, oh, here's, and it was just, like, black, white, Asian, and then it should have been us, or the yeah. fourth, you know, of the races, but we didn't even exist. should have been us. And so, like, yeah. we didn't even get the little zero bar. We just got, you don't exist, and all of them. And then the, the numbers itself, the one that we did have a number in, it was out of uh, 1,300 films, there was only one Latina director hired for that year in 2018. But it's like, I will never be hired as a director, right? Like, that one. You have to be that lucky one, yeah, right? The that lucky they pick. One. It's like they have to stick to that graph. Yeah, and almost. then the numbers keep going worse. Like fifty-four out of thirteen hundred films, uh, fifty-four were female, right? And then broke down. Yeah. So thirty of those fifty-four were white females, and then kept you know breaking down. And breaking it just down. keeps getting kind of uglier as yes, you go along. Absolutely. I um. I did write down some statistics that yes. stood out to me, like just uh, the white male to a Latino Chicano director was 50 to 1. Yes. And I mean, I know women, we have our own thing too, but men, it's like, holy, even for that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. And then I, I did see the 1300 films. It was only three Latina directors yes. and 57 individual women directors between 2017 and 2019. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Like, to just do their own thing. It's in, it's incredible to think that we're still at that point. It's, 
heartbreaking is that but i mean i feel like there is a movement for it as shitty of a word that is to use yeah. but um we'll I, take it we'll take we'll take what we can get at this point right we have to and just ride with it but um i did notice on um you guys if you want to check out the chicana directors initiative i will link it in the bio the website because a lot of these statistics um the this uh this web page will break down everything for you because you did say it was like 40 pages so it was very intense very intricate it kind of gives you like what you need to know and it's like bam 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 and each time i read one i was like oh my god i was with my friend and i'm like dude did you know this no <laughs> did you know this too no and i'm like oh my god this is getting bad worse and worse because it's like the latino men and then you get to latina chicana women and you're just like holy shit it's just yeah. like we just, just don't exist yeah we just don't <laughs> exist we're in a graph um but I did, I did want to mention, this yeah. is like a little, like a fun, I don't know, personal question. I did notice um, some Latino directors you did list. One of my favorites is Robert Rodriguez. I did want to ask, did you have like a favorite film by him or anything he's done? I think he's great. Yeah. I'm, I don't necessarily shoot in his style or anything. Everyone always yeah. compares Jalisco, one of my superheroes, to him. Really? Okay, yeah, or this was like, send it to him. And I was just like, no, I will have, I will direct it. Right, or this, any this Latino my director will yeah. direct it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not uh, going to, yeah. <laughs> but so, nothing against him at all. I've, yeah. Uh, El Mariachi, probably. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Um, and then he did do... Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I don't know if you're into Star Wars. He did do, like, a couple Star Wars Boba Fett episodes, which a lot of people hated. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, of, of course haters. they're going to hate him. Of yeah. course they're going to hate it. You're a good uh, person to have up there, no matter if you like his films or not. She kind of directors initiative. That is... So, you guys are based out of L.A. You yes. have a little division in New York. Yes. Hopefully Chicago soon. What is your mission, your goal, specifically? Our mission is to create two create like a solid foundation so that we can get studio level work okay right because the whole thing like the glasses and i was like all oh, it's true like i can independently go shoot a film you can shoot a film xyz you'll never get to facing or you'll never say shoot for star wars right because that's studio work right you need to cross that little threshold over and just give more yeah just more light to everything going on already i i love hearing about that i did want to get um into a little um more of your personal um, creative aspects, just so we can give the, the listeners a little bit more of a broader view of how you started your art. Um, what was like the first medium you got into? Were you writing? Were you drawing, painting? What, what was it? Uh, just writing, honestly. Yeah. I, I, so I did marketing after college. So yeah, I yeah. Of course. I, I and it was absolutely, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I loved it because everyone was so happy because it was free material, yeah. right? So yeah, and you just do what you want with it. Kinda. But like, there was no creative outlet. And so I was like, okay, what can I do? I can write because that's easy. I can stay home and write. And I was like, I don't want to do novels. novels are boring for me and so yeah. I was like but I love film that's what yeah. I grew up with and so I was right. like I do screenplays I taught myself you know you go and get the books you know you read and you think the first screenplay is amazing it's really just trash yeah um, but you yeah. keep going you always think it's the one and yeah you're like, and oh like, my God. So great. Yeah. they're gonna buy it right now <laughs> this is it this is it whoever doesn't get this they just they just don't understand me you yeah. gotta move on to the next one and it was literally that so I just kept going and you know I say practice and I did actually get good at yeah. screenwriting and writing in general like yeah. again like just movies and tv shows and everything you've grown up with and just actually like a adapting that to what you can do with it if you already are a marketing writer and stuff like that that's that's really that's just and it, it's, it's structured so it's really easy to follow the structure right there's like a there's a specific there's routine yeah. for these, these amazing stories you have written i want to get into jalisco first okay. which you guys i am going to be completely honest i am yet to read these i'm probably going to go read these tonight before i go to bed to me and my dog um and a la brava i'm super hype about but jalisco really stuck with me i did read the first couple pages and um i did want to say uh this this storyline and, and correct me if i'm wrong interpreting it from the um the few things that i did see it is supposed to represent the statistic the insane crazy 
incredible statistic going on in Mexico right now. Nine women are found mutilated and killed each day in Mexico. Like, right. And you hear about it, I feel like, every now and then. Like, I know we just had that whole Native American story where they were digging under the school. Yeah. They found all of these Native American bodies, and it's just insane to think that it, it stays in the spotlight for a couple minutes and then it just completely evaporates and you're like well what happens now it's still happening every day but Jalisco does kind of jump into the storyline yes, right absolutely so yeah so MMIW is the for the native one that you were talking about which is one of my future sequels actually uh, that social justice issue oh but God, yeah wow. uh, okay. femicide like you're saying so yeah Jalisco starts off her um, she lives in, right, side, right outside of town of Guadalajara that's where my grandma's actually yeah. from as well so I did dedicate it to her in that sense oh, yeah. but yeah her mom gets stolen and she doesn't know you know she doesn't know what happened to her mom her dad passed away a long time ago so she goes to the cops the cops are like go away she goes to like townspeople yeah. to ask for help yeah. and everyone's like go away and so she's like fine I'll go find my mom by myself yeah. and so she sets off and she doesn't know about the femicide I say like she probably would in real life but right. for the story she doesn't know about the femicide the atalitas save her they train her they tell her about Malinche who's in charge of the femicide yeah. and they're like most likely your mom was taken by Malinche and no one wants to tell her that your mom is probably dead. Right. right. They can't like break the that real, what you mean. It's too it. sad, right? Like, yeah. But. And so she's like, fine, then I'll go after Malinche because I want to find my mom. She's literally just one beat. It's a reverse taken, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they train her. They're like, no, 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 here. So it's, you know, they go through the beats, very origin story, superhero yeah. story. Like, she can't throw a punch. She can't shoot a gun. Right. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah. can dance because that's the one thing her mom yeah, did. Yeah, the, the folk Rico. Right. Yeah. yeah so the that's dance, nice traditional yeah. dance. My mom used to dance with political. I so love that. I love that so much. Thank you. And so that's it. That's how she she inadvertently becomes a superhero. It's not like she set off to be a superhero at all. She had it in her the whole time. But yeah. I mean, when you have people you love, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of superhero origin stories. It's something happens to someone they love, or they need to, you know, get yeah. a little bit tougher, try to go rescue them. Which I think just says a lot about the culture. I mean, we protect our family, and we'll do anything. We'll learn to become a superhero if it comes to you know our own blood. But um, yeah, Jalisco, you guys, you gotta you gotta check this out. Um, it's just it's I, I can't wait to read it I can't wait to talk about it we are going to recap it on the podcast within the next upcoming weeks and you did say there's going to be another kind of saga yes there's a volume two okay yeah do, do you have any like kind of, uh, can you say anything or so volume two of Jalisco is we'll have a little bit more natives in it and like the mountains it obviously still takes place yeah. in Jalisco that one's going to be elder abuse, so it's such a downer, and oh, I don't want to start it yet, because yeah. I don't want to. That's going to be, like, um, a lot of, just to work through, yeah, yeah. oh my god. If I have to research all of them, they all suck, oh. in that sense only. Right. So... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Great. So we have we have a volume two coming. It's we're gonna cry, but I mean we got one coming. <laughs> Let's get into the the main event right now. We okay. have a la brava, which I'm looking at this cover right now. You guys, we're gonna post pictures of it. It is just incredible. The artwork. It is a team of superhero Latina Native women, right? Yes, can can you it. can you tell us a little bit about what um, the storyline entails? Yeah. So a la brava is when the team the team's origin story of themselves coming together. Females in political positions are getting and killed off one by one and at the exact same time there's a fair share bill being introduced to Congress. Okay. Right? And the fair share bill is to tax the billionaires which is very much parallel to our life. Yeah. Here, oh it's right? happening right now. Yeah, and so any so girl, the lady that introduced the the bill instantly gets killed, and then it keeps going up the ranks. Anybody that backs the bill keeps getting killed. Well, and they're all females, and so the, the, the team gets brought together by Muñeca, which is like a grassroots oh, organization. Muñeca! Yes. yes. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm living. Sorry, you guys. I'm I told you I was gonna fangirl. I'm I'm, I'm living. Muñeca. So they get brought together. She's a grassroots organization. She wants yeah. to prove herself. X Y Z. You know, and it's the, it's the usual stuff like fight, fight, fight. They get to know each other's powers, etc. Yeah. Something happens. They come together for the bigger cause, and yes. they end up finding who, who yes. is, uh, the culprit. 
Oh my god, do you do you have a favorite or that you're partial to? Like um, um of my all... books or my superheroes? Let's just let's just do Ala Brava for now. <laughs> <laughs> um Ala Brava, the character, probably Lokita. Lokita's Lokita, my young one and yeah. she grew up with Jalisco as her big like hero. Okay. Because so, Jalisco is our oldest. So this is Jalisco here. from the, the other story, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Ah, I love how they all tie in. Okay, Lokita okay. and Jalisco. Now and this is the first mm-hmm. volume you have. Yeah. Do, do you have plans for the future for Ala Brava? Or? I do. So the next stepping stone is uh, my princesses like uh, Latina and Native princesses and that comes out starting in winter and all next year but in regards to La Brava the next episode for that one is TV and feature films yeah oh my god I'm I'm working on it it's a while out but you're killing it it all takes you I I am so glad that I got to sit down with you and talk to you and I know all of our listeners are going to be so stoked and it's just it was so cool to hear your story and I'm so grateful for your time and I I can't wait to follow your journey and see the rest of Ala Brava and Jalisco and all of these amazing superheroes that I'm going to learn about shortly Um, do you have anything you want to add anything coming up any appearances or comic cons or anything I, well, I'm happy this is my first Chicago trip, yeah, so I'm yay. very, very excited that Chicago so is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big East Coaster person, but yeah, I like Chicago. Whole, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a little bit more mild than yeah. the, East Coast, the East Coast. I was just in New York a couple days ago, and it's a mess. I love it. I love it, but it's it's very controlled chaos. But yes. yeah, well, Chica- Chicago is so happy to see you. Um, you. We hope to see you more at future Comic-Cons. I know I'll we have quite a... Emerald City Comic-Con next Emerald- week or a week and a half. Where is Emerald City Comic-Con? Seattle. Seattle. All right. You guys heard it here first. If we have any Seattle listeners out there, I know we have a few actually now that I'm thinking about it. Emerald City Comic-Con. I mean, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I would go. Shit, maybe I'll end up there, you guys. But um, thank you so much, Caden, for sitting down and talking to us. And we can't wait to continue our journey together and talk to you soon about the future of all of your amazing artists. All right, thank you so much.